0: Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. I'd like to introduce our newest sponsor, Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to SwimAngelfish.com today to apply. One of the best ways to build power in the pool is by using a tower. I got introduced to Chuck Destro. Because of the way Chuck designed them, they can break down and ship in a much smaller box so they can ship anywhere in the world for a reasonable price. Use code BRETT at checkout and save $150 on a double swim tower. That means if you order two, you can save $300. Order four, save $600. Go to DestroMachines.com to get your team stronger in the water today. Looking to host your first swim meet or replacing an old timing system? Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop using Superior Swim Timing. You can use Superior Swim Timing with your existing equipment or they can provide you with a complete timing solution including deck harnesses, buttons and starter. SST is fully compatible with Hi-Tech and Team Unify as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. Go to superiorswimtiming.com to learn more and be sure to tell them i sent you it's important <laughs> we're up baby let's go are
1: we up welcome oh, it's to, to swimming's best talk show gonna learn all the things that brett hawk knows yeah. as he has a chat with his guests about what it takes to be the best but the sports about more than just best times it's winning the battle against your mind so listen in and let's take a dive with brett hawk as we go inside boom we're back baby we are back it Feels feel so <laughs> good to be back
0: <laughs> can't stop kyle what's up buddy welcome to the show not a
2: lot still in that olympic hangover thanks for having me though
0: yeah, man, you're killing it on Twitter. I loved it. We needed to pull you in here to get your thoughts because uh, you just got a good, good mind for it, man. I was following you the whole time. and Actually, you were, you were kind of my source of information most of the time, so I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the kind words. I like to kind of get to be an independent source and kind of say whatever's in my head. Where, where,
0: where do people find you?
2: Uh, just on Twitter mostly. You, know, you yep. can find me on Instagram at same thing, at Kyle Stockwell, but mostly on Twitter.
0: Good stuff, uh, Sunny. Back again, mate. Welcome back.
3: I'm so revitalised. I've slept so much in the last few days. I just feel good.
0: I feel so good. You, you look amazing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it, put a, put a few videos out yourself in the past couple of days. I saw Yeah,
3: that. yeah, yeah. Trying to get some Olympic content up now that um, we're done with the commentary and stuff. But uh, yeah, check me out, SwimZoo guy on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, the video you did on the on the technical suits for the olympics that was pretty pretty well done mate nice
1: job did you do that in one take yeah i mean you were just like i'm gonna go outside real quick and talk for like eight minutes straight about about all these swimsuits yeah Yeah. i mean there weren't even any notes man how do you even i when i watch a race i'm not looking at anyone's swimsuits bro (laughs) it's Uh, amazing i
3: I loved when i watch all the swimming stuff like i love post analysis so like when we're doing it live I, I don't take in that much and then I go back I look at all the splits I look at what they're wearing that that's the bit I enjoy the most so um when it's live there's a bit too much going on and then I can go back and absorb it but I don't script any of my videos you can probably tell on some of them but I, I don't note I don't script I just sort of free flow everything some turn out all right I think yeah. um yeah
0: well, listen, in terms of free flow and unscripted, this is us, mate. We're going uh, live. We decided to do a live show, um, and I think we're going to keep it going for a while. We'll see how it goes. This is the first one, so I appreciate you boys being here on the first show. And we um, got a lot to talk about. We want to try and keep it fairly condensed. We're not going to be here forever, but Nate's going to kind of lead us through these questions here so we can kind of have some analysis on what we just saw.
1: Yeah, let's, let's go through women first, ladies first. So let's go through the women's meet. We just got three quick questions. Favorite race, surprise of the meet, and future star. Uh, so why don't we just kick it off with uh, favorite race? Kyle.
2: Winner. Yeah, mine's going to be the 200 fly. Um, yeah, I think that race kind of got overshadowed just with the world record being as fast as it is. But, I mean, Jang was all over it. Um, she was 203, fastest time in 12 years, I think. Um, yeah, I mean – it, it's so hard to have a world record like that in that race. I mean, there's, there's five or six of them, and especially that one. I think that's the fastest world record. Um, and I'll, I'll debate with you for, for hours on that. Um, yeah, I, I just think she deserves a little bit more credit than that one.
1: Good Solid call. point. Good call. It is good to see some of the American swimmers beating Mary Timaher's time to the 1980s, so it's always refreshing.
2: Yeah, I mean, followed up with some, some American swarms in that too. Um, I mean, it was all around a fun race. It's, it's always cool when you see someone on world record pace, you know, on pace for a 201. I had to go back and watch that race from 2009, and it just blew my mind all over again.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sonny?
3: I'm going to go with both the women I am events. Uh, I think it was great to see Yui Hoshi, a Japanese girl winning both of them but they were both super nail-biter races with four girls in the mix uh the 200 i especially had the two american virginia girls uh Ab, britain's own abby wood and uh, yui ohoshi just coming through at the end to, to take that I, I thought both were brilliant and they, they must have been two of not many gold medals for japan i'm trying to think what other japanese gold medals they were maybe there wasn't
1: no I think, right. I think you're right i think that was think it was. i don't even think they um Maybe one guy did medal in the 200 fly, some young kid, 19 year old, um, yeah. not on the women's side. How, how smooth is her backstrip? <laughs>
0: good question, Ash.
1: <laughs> you got a swimsuit on right now?
3: Oh, I don't, I yeah, got we got to know. On. <laughs> I can put one on now quick.
2: <laughs> I tried a tech suit on like a week ago during the Olympics and it was not good. i did i uh, I wear my little heart rate monitor i burned like 120 calories and like didn't even didn't even complete the suit
0: yeah no i stay away from those these days (laughs) sonny if you were going to put one on which one is it you'd put on
1: yeah what do you wear normally when you're competing the mizuno
3: me yeah. Sorry, I just had to go and get a suit quick. I just got the uh, yeah. the Arena Carbon Pro warm oh. There you go, medal. classic. That's what I quickly went and got. This classic. one, uh, this is about eight years old. It's still going strong. These suits, these suits last like honestly. I'm I'm telling Arena every day they need to bring this back. But no, I, I wear a Mizuno. I wear a Mizuno when I race. When I race, that's another question. I've Not been in the pool in about six weeks now. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh,
1: yeah. that's the right. lockdown.
3: No, no, that's because of lack of motivation and work and <laughs> um, the Olympics and a few other things.
0: And I tell you what, you made some waves with Arena. They put out a little Instagram post based yeah. on uh, based on what you were saying about that suit and Bruno. And so good stuff, mate. Love I it. it was, oh.
3: I think it was Bruno that made the waves. Bruno's the one who wore it to an Olympic medal. Uh, mm. I just said I like the suit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. My my answer to my question is uh, Ariane Titmus. obviously. Had to change shirts real quick there for her uh, <laughs> respect. Um, listen, that I, I don't know which which race was better, the, the 400 or the 200. The 400 was first. So I would just say that, that's probably the race that sticks out in my mind in terms of um, – look, it's one thing to want to beat Katie Ledecky on the bigger stage. It's another thing to do it. Um, and – Mate, I would love to get in her head and, and figure out uh, what was going on, maybe you know, in the weeks leading up and moments before the race, during the race. Because I think even Sonny, we were on here calling this race, and um, you know, I think at the 200 meter mark, I'd kind of called her out of it, and then she pulled herself back in. And then obviously, that last 50 just went nuts, and, and then we ended up going nuts. And then Boxel, Boxel, Dean Boxel, her coach, ended up going nuts. That was the famous. <laughs> Famous moment, so I think it was all happening. Um, But Just one of the greatest races in Olympic history, Australian history for sure, so she's going to be a a superstar when she eventually gets out of quarantine in Mm -hmm. Darwin. So true. Yep. So that's me. What about you, Nate? Uh,
1: For me, I love the women's 100 butterfly. Mm. I'm going to go the shorter distance there, Sockwell. Uh, To have three women go 55 mid, He had to go 55 mid to hit the podium. And what's even crazier is that Sarah Sostrom's world record is still intact. She was in the heat, but to think that there were going to, there could have been four girls going 55 mid. I mean, that event has just gotten not only fast, but depthy too. Um, There's other girls that are coming up too, that have been right there, like Tori Husk, who was off the podium, but certainly had the front end speed uh, in that race. But, Maggie McNeil from Canada doing exactly what she did in, in mm. Guangzhou uh, coming back uh, super fast, almost sub 29, uh, beat everyone by at least a half a second on that last 50 um, to win, uh, to go from world champion to now Olympic champion uh, is a, wasn't a, was an awesome race.
0: Yes, good stuff. Love it.
1: All right, let's move on to the next one, Nate. All right, surprise of the meet, Kyle, for the women.
2: Yeah, surprise of the meet for me is, is Lydia Jacoby. Um, and, I mean, sit in the room. We'll talk about the goggle mishap. Um, to go 105.0 with goggles in your mouth is, is ridiculous. Um, I've had my goggles fill up water. I've had them go around my neck. And I felt lucky both times that they didn't get stuck right here. Um, to win the 100 breast there, to show the kind of poise that she showed in that relay, and then come back and, and keep performing. I think, you know, we knew she was fast. She dropped a ton of time over the course of the last three years. I think she was like a 108 in the 100 breast in 2018. And so to come in and upset Lily King, to show that kind of poise in the relay and swim with goggles in your mouth and go 1050, say a thousand times. Um, it sucks that she got the kind of negative press that she got. Um, it's a cool thing to get as much press as we get every four years, but you kind of get this press that doesn't really understand what they're talking about. that <laughs> kind of shows up. Um, but surprise to me, it has to go to Lydia Jacoby for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let me, let me just address something real quick here. Listen, uh, people in the comments, especially this m- mother, you know what? If you thought I was going to admit that Caleb Dressel was going to beat my athlete, you got another thing coming, you moron. There's nothing in, there's nothing in the fiber of my body that would suggest I would ever go to a Games and think anybody's going to beat my athlete. You're just talking to the wrong person, so sorry we had to kind of cut in there. Let's let's move on, but that's that's it on that.
1: All right, Sonny, what was your surprise to meet women's side?
0: I just enjoyed that. I like, I like, I like this guy
3: getting blown up, he deserves it. But uh, I don't know, I want to, I guess, I want to talk about the depth of just some of these races, like uh, some of the second place finishes. I, I think going back to what you said, Nate, about the women's 200 freestyle, and obviously, Titmuss won. In emphatic fashion, but Shabon Howie coming second with 153.9 and Penny Alexiak coming third with one fifty four seven. are times that have won this race more than once at major meets, and it was the first time in history two girls under one fifty four in one heat. um So yeah, I just I just think it was like so many second place finishes that were just so outstandingly fast. Uh, another one would be Sarah Stoshim coming second in the fifty freestyle, yeah, for 24. sure, like. She, she, she was out of the water, what, like four months ago after her elbow surgery, and, and here she's come second in maybe the deepest fifty freestyle of all time. Madness.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great answer.
0: Uh, I got to go with Kyle on this one. I was in Alaska just days before um, the, the Olympics kicked off. I was out there for a week doing a clinic and then having some fun, enjoying myself in this beautiful state of Alaska and never been there before and Always wanted to go and listen, uh, all the talk was about Lydia Jacoby in terms of um, the impact she's made just by by making the team, you know, and and this was before she ended up going on to win gold. So uh, it's just incredible uh, what she did out there and what she what she's going to do for her, her home state. Um, the impact she's going to have on future generations is just immeasurable right now so she was incredible i thought uh someone said in the comment section the the women's 4 by 2 relay i mean that certainly was a surprise wow that was that, incredible. that was my pick okay yeah you go for it then
1: yeah i mean what else is there to say i mean i think uh the best part was when we were watching it live like bobby guntoro uh was uh texting me and saying like hey watch out china's th- this is this could be china here for the victory, and I texted them back. I'm like, "Nah, they, there's no way they're gonna win Australia the whole time." Everyone was talking about Australia. Uh, Emma McKeon, mm-hmm. uh, the probably the only um, race of her week where you were like, "Ooh, little stinker there," you know, uh, 155. She, you know, is way better than that. What about this? How's that for a comment? Hey, th- that's my guy right there.
0: Rowdy, hey, we love you, man. Love you, you, Rowdy. Go. You uh you're outstanding the whole week, my friend. Obviously. Um big fan of Rowdy Games. Legend. Love the man. No um, doubt.
1: No doubt. So yeah, China world record upset in Australia, upset in America to a certain extent. Um it's <laughs> you was on that relay? I mean, that girl was unbelievable. So my uh, that, that was my uh, biggest surprise at the women's meet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the men's. No, we got Future Star. Oh, Future Star. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh,
2: Future Star. So I'm going to keep it short. I don't want to hype people up too much. Um, I'm going to go to Summer McIntosh of Canada. She let off that relay as if she had been there a thousand times. Obviously, she's a stud. I cannot wait to watch her world championships all the way into Paris.
0: Yep, good call.
3: Yeah, I'm not mixing it up any more than that. I was also Summer McIntosh. Uh, pretty sure she was fourth in the 400 free as well. Just checking that result. Yeah, she was fourth in the 400 free and a national record mm. 402. Ridiculous, ridiculously fast 155 and 402. Yeah, happily the uh, the rising star on the woman's side.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't disagree more. Um, absolutely, um, Molly O'Callaghan for Australia. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how how deep is Australia in in sprint freestyle? First of all, I mean, it's ridiculous. They could have put an A and B team up and probably still ended up on the podium in that four by one. But Molly O'Callaghan, I think uh, breaking the junior world record. Uh, may, maybe in both the 100 and 200 freeze in, in the relays. Mm-hmm. But, um, wow, she's a she's a star of the future for sure, no doubt. And trains with Dean Boxel as well, so um, great coach. That's me, Nate.
1: All right, my pick, Katie Grimes from the Sandpipers of Nevada. Mm. Uh, Getting a fourth place in the 800. Um, uh, I think she just needs to hold that tempo – her fastest tempo a little bit longer, you know, like you see it at the beginning and then she lulled out a little bit and then boom, there, there goes her tempo again. She, it's all about uh tempo for her in the future. I think um, she's got the stroke technique. It is beautiful. Uh, this is her progression over the last four years. It's crazy in the mile 1928 1730 dropped two minutes in a year then she went to 1632 dropped another minute now she's under 16 minutes she's at 1552 i know she's on the 800 but the 1500 is certainly going to be there uh in her repertoire for a long time to come so um yeah katie grimes another distance swimmer from uh ron aiken's team that is my future star
0: nice nice Oh well! Oh, hang on a second. Oh, <laughs> the quick change
2: artist. I'm glad you're <laughs> not getting me as I'm doing the
0: change. Thank you. We got to get you
2: on, on America's Got Talent or any <laughs> Brazil, Australia, anywhere, Canada.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. What's next? All right, men's race. Let's go. Favorite race? Yeah.
2: Um. I mean, I'm going men's hundred free. We've talked a lot about depth, and I think you know if I was going to pick one race, that would just be a snapshot of the depth that was at Tokyo be the men's under free. I forget what eight what eighth place was. Uh I know it was under forty-eight, but the amount of forty-sevens that have been thrown down over the past year and especially at Tokyo are ridiculous. Um, and then obviously really fun part of that race. Uh Dressel holding off chalmers down to, to get his first Olympic or individual mm-hmm. Olympic gold. Um the reaction there says a lot, you know, after I mean, doing what he did in the NCAA, setting all those NCAA records, American records, broken world records, to see the emotion from winning that first individual gold just shows you how big of a deal an Olympic gold medal is. Um, So the emotion afterwards, the interview afterwards, really Mm -hmm. everything that came out of that race. And then also just the sheer depth and speed of that race is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good
2: call. Sunny. Number
1: one most watched race every single Olympics, fact.
3: Yeah, it's the blue ribbon event. Uh, yep, mm-mm. and it, and it delivers. It's been delivering for the last however long, like spellbound in races. But I want to go up one distance, two hundred freestyle. I think for for me that was just so brilliant. I watched that that trolls race, uh, the the British trolls event for that, um which was just insane. I think like one forty seven come eight for our British Trolls and um I knew we had some some super talented athletes with Tom Dean and Duncan Scott going there and uh yeah what a, what a race you had the Korean guy going out at 49.8 which is just absurd yeah you had Popovich coming back like a monster at seven sixteen, and then you obviously had Britain doing the one too it, it, it as a British as a British fan it delivered on every box great race and first and second in the in the
1: race and there was a bunch of talk for a long time like hell no one goes 144 anymore, like, and they were just four. I mean, what did Popovich go, 144.6, and he got fourth yeah. or something?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah.
1: it's another event that is coming back from the dead from from a little bit of a slumber.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Uh, for me, it's the,
0: the 50 freestyle. Uh, my boy, Bruno Fratus, getting on the podium. Finally, after his third attempt, um, missed the – bronze medal uh, by a hundredth of a second in 2012. one one hundredth of a second. Um, 16, had a lot of pressure on him at the home meet, you know, his, his home Olympics, and didn't perform well under that pressure, I thought. Could have could have done better, but ended up finishing sixth in the final and then um, to come back and, and get the bronze here. You know, there's a comment in, the, in here that says, I don't like Dressel, and I want to kind of just uh, address that real quick. Caleb Dressel is the... Best sprinter on the planet. Don't get me wrong. Okay, um, his talent is clear. His work ethic. His um, it, it, how humble he is. Um, his ability to perform under pressure. I mean, he, he's just the best. There's no doubt about it. But I grew up in the era of Alex Popov, and and I idolized this man growing up. But I raced against him as well. And and there came a point in my career where I realized I had to stop idolizing my competitors I was never going to beat them if I if I thought they were automatically better than me and so I shifted my um, my train of thought to pop off it being my idol to now Popoffs my competitor and and for whatever reason I ended up beating him in 2004. I don't know what the reasons were but the, they it ended up happening that, that way where I actually beat Alex Popoff at the Olympic Games and and I had to have that mentality going in that I could beat him and it's the same thing with my athletes. I understand the talent that Caleb Dressel has. I understand how good he is. I see the things that you see. I'm not stupid. I understand sprinting just as well as anybody else on the planet. But I'm not going to sit here and think that he's unbeatable, especially when I have an athlete who's trying to beat him. And that's the mentality that we go in with. And, um, you know, I can live with the bronze medal and be happy with the bronze medal, and I can also be very happy for Caleb that he ended up winning the gold medal. And that's the bottom line. But I'm not going to walk into an Olympics thinking that he's unbeatable. And that's just, um, that's the line I take on it. But um, anyway, my, uh, my swim of the meet was my, my boy Bruno Frattis, who I'm going to be interviewing straight after this little live show. So I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Awesome. Can't wait. I'm going to go with the man who brought back American distance swimming, Bobby Fink. Not just the 800 freestyle. I'm picking two events because he won two events. You know, you could you could tell how humble the kid is when you watched him on his interviews afterwards. He even said like, hey, man, I didn't expect anything. I didn't even expect a medal. And I think you hear a lot. We've heard a lot over 180 episodes or whatever, hockey, uh, that a lot of times the people that break out are the people that, there's no heat on there's nobody talking about you. Even the Americans aren't talking about you. Um, uh, and I think that definitely certainly helped him. Um, everyone was talking about Roman chuck and uh, Florian. Well, and, and um, even Paul Trinari, uh, even, even though he had mono. So um, the guy changed the game. We have not won since what 1984 and, uh the russian guys Salnikov wasn't in it because so we actually really haven't won on the world olympic stage since 1976 Salnikov wasn't won, in won it. Too. uh so yep my my favorite races uh, the men's distance events beautiful love it
0: surprise of the meat kyle
2: yeah, surprise of the meet, I'm going to go ahead and steal it. Half now and in the, the 400 free. Mm. Um, if I had to pick my favorite race of the entire meet, it might be that one. Um, watching that race, I was sitting literally right over there with my roommate. We were just kind of, we forgot anyone else was in the race. We were just staring at the mm. bottom of our screen like, what is going on? Why is he going out so fast? And it was funny to watch that narrative shift in our heads, you know, as we were like, okay, he might actually be able to pull this off, like, first of all, who is this? What's going on? We were just kind of confused the whole time. And then, I mean, we were sitting in here screaming. I was trying to remember to the tweet. There's a lot going on. Half now he's screaming on the TV. And I'm like, man, my first thought was, I can't believe this happened this far at the beginning of you know, seven days of swimming. I'm like, good luck anybody else. I mean, we had a ton of other stuff happen, but I mean, I was like, ah, oh, damn. I can't believe that happened so early. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean the reaction the there's videos of his family going crazy I mean that yeah. was just a jaw-dropping uh-huh. moment um, I've I'm probably gonna go watch that race again right after we're done with this
0: yeah. <laughs> good call
3: if you, if you do watch it Carl, watch it with our uh, our alternate commentary because I, I watched us talking about it back and <laughs> like we, we were the same we w- I mentioned him early on in the race and then from that moment on he just kept going and we just kept watching and talking about him and yeah, we, we was getting absolutely amped up. and
1: Every I, I, time I, I, we say Tunisia, you got to take a drink.
0: Yes, yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us actually said his name at any point. <laughs> I'll
2: watch it. I'll watch it tomorrow, then.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> classic. Yeah, but yeah, I mean,
2: it, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's one of those races. It's probably the only race that I can remember, recently at least, where I forgot anyone else was in the race. I mean, I was just staring at the guy mm. the entire time. I was looking him up, trying to figure out who he was. I mean, it was almost like every lane above him was just gone. I was just trying to figure out if he was if he was gonna hold on. And then I mean, obviously the reaction was incredible, but yeah. I'll let you guys do yours yep. now.
0: <laughs> yep. Sonny,
3: what's yours? I mean, that that in terms of shock factor for a race win, it's easily that. But I think a surprise in in more of an upset would be Diaseto, who in season for the last three Three years has just been absolutely unstoppable. One hundred and fifty-two, <laughs> two hundred butterflies, four hundred six, four hundred ims, one hundred and fifty-five, two hundred ims, short course world records, and he just didn't really show up. He he, he missed the four am final. He uh the two am he got to the semi sixteenth and then scraped into the final where he done nothing. I don't think he found in the two fly. Like I just think as a surprise in terms of a negative surprise. Cool. I thought he was going to do so much damage on the home soil and. He just wasn't there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, if you've swum in the Olympic final and you've got a comment like this, respect. If you've never swum in the Olympic final and you've got a comment like this, shut up. <laughs> Seriously, shut up. It's not a weak event at the Olympics. It's the <laughs> Olympic Games. I mean, you got the best of the best racing under the most pressure you could possibly be under. Um, just shut up. Okay mine uh my surprise of the me listen if you thought bobby fink was going to win two events come on you're crazy if you thought he was going to come back in the 1500 in in what 25 seconds i mean come on no one in the world would have called that so uh that was outrageous was it the 1500 he came back in 25 yeah, or, yeah. or the 800? Oh, he
2: came back faster in the, the mile. <laughs> I mean, just
0: <laughs> madness. I mean, so, like, listen, there was a lot of talk about American distance being in the in the gutter in the lead-up to this, but, uh, man, he proved everybody wrong, so congrats to him.
1: And it's kind of crazy that we didn't talk about him more because he broke that mile record by so much that you could just go down a list of all these Olympians – all these superhero distance swimmers that have won Olympic medals and he smoked them. I mean, 10 second drop off the time in that mile. I know it's short course. I get that. I don't care. You drop the record by 10 seconds. Mm. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Beast. Nate, uh, who's yours?
1: My surprise to the meet was um, the Finnish boy, six foot 10, Ari <laughs> Pekalukin, not making the final of the 50 freestyle this kid had just swam next to Flo manadoo at euros won the 50 freestyle in 21-6 he's been 21-5 i thought like this was this was the chance for a guy to jump off the blocks do zero butterfly kicks underneath the water and get an olympic medal in the 50 freestyle um but unfortunately we didn't even get to see him swim in the finals so there were certainly uh, plenty of heartaches uh, like that one. That was my biggest surprise. I really, I had them penciled in to be really close, uh, and obviously, twenty-one five or twenty-one six would have get. You know, that's got you on the podium. So,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. All right, moving on.
1: All right, last one for men, future star.
2: Yeah. So this one, I mean, I could have taking the cop out and pick Papa Vici. Um, but I'm going to kind of go a different route, and I'm going to pick Bobby Fink. Um, it's easy to pick somebody that's, you know, under 18, but I think he's got a, a huge future ahead of him based on the way he swam those races. Um, I've never seen someone size up a field like that, especially at an Olympic Games, and know exactly where he was going to be at on that last 50. Um, I mean, I was talking to my roommate about it, and he was like, man, he... Swam that race to win it. He didn't he didn't care about the clock. He was like, I'm going to beat you guys on this last 50. And then on the 1500, I mean, it was fun kind of putting yourself into the heads of the guys that he was running with going, man, they know what happened to the 800. They see him right here and they're like, shit, he's, he's going to smoke. I mean, obviously during a race, you're, you're thinking positive thoughts. You're like, oh, man, I got this. I can run this guy down. And then Three strokes in, that dude's got a 14-beat kick, and he drops a 25 on you. I mean, selfishly, I want him to be the future star because I want to watch him do that over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, The Olympics put, like, the last 50 on top of one another from the 800 and the 1500, and it's really interesting to watch how far he is behind in the 800, a full body length, mind you, and to come up on that guy so much. It was incredible. And then in the 1500. Man, that kick! Like to to see him go into like another gear, like more yeah. so than. I mean, it looked that much faster than what he did in the last fifty of the eight hundred on the ma. Mo- it was just it's mind boggling. So, yeah, swimsuit guy.
3: Yeah, yeah well, I mean, just quickly continuing on that train of thought, but that goes back to what Brett said about it being an Olympic final and. Bobby think had a job to do. He wanted to win the race and he, he put himself in a position to do that. Maybe he could have gone out a little harder, pushed on a little bit earlier and gone a faster time. But I mean, I know he's still set American records, but he won the races and that was what was stupidly impressive about them. But uh, I, I want to talk about a British guy for my sort of uh, future star. Um, and he is so overshadowed by David Popovich at the moment because uh, they're the same age. But Jacob Whittle... He, yeah. uh, he actually, uh, in 2019, was the first one of these guys to make massive news because he was the first 14-year-old sub-50 with a 49.9 um, at 14 years old, long course, 100 freestyle. And then a couple of months after that, at the European Youth Olympic Festival, he was beaten by David Popovich. who went like 49.6. And since then, David's been a little faster. But Jacob's trajectory has been brilliant. He PBs every time he gets in the water. and. He actually just missed off making the final in the hundred freestyle with a 48 double one, which I don't need to tell you guys would have made a final in most major meets ever, if not every other one, but this, he also split 47 five on our British relay. Um, he's, he's a future star for sure. Um, and, and super exciting. A great kid. Yeah. That's what I want to mention. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. Nice, Big time. I mean, P- Popovich is, is the easy pick, obviously, you know, um, it's been fun for me too because uh you know him and i have kind of been going back and forward a little bit and he would he would text me like within 30 minutes of him of him racing you know so it was kind of fun to kind of get his like insights into how he was doing and like the kid's a future star there's no doubt about it i do want to give a little shout out to my boy uh zach apple here not only is he now a double olympic gold medalist but I do think he's a future star. Like he's just coming on. And, and when he came to Auburn as, as a freshman, um, man, this kid was so raw. He was so raw. And I got to spend a couple of years with him. I was very lucky. He's moved on since then. He's had a couple of other great coaches, um, swimming in Indiana now. But Zapple, uh, look is, is a future star apart from Popovich, who I think is, is going to continue to get better. Zach Apple's going to continue to get better. And this, this kid, um, for me is still very young in terms of, you know, his trajectory in terms of where he can go. And I think he's going to be contending for um, future gold medals and world records in that hundred free along with a couple of other people. So he's definitely a star of the future um, and a star of the present. And, you know, um, I, I, I was the first to admit he had a bad swim in that, in that relay, that 200 free, and I'm sure he'd probably say the same thing, you know. But, look, he came back and, and crushed that relay uh, from lane one and broke that world record on the last day. Um, can't say enough great things about Zapple. He's, he's a good man. Um, he's a student of the sport, and he's got an enormous future. So, big fan of Zapple.
1: Spot on. I guess I'm going to round it up here. I'm picking Thomas Ciccone from Italy. It's kind of hard to like uh, say, oh, this is like a future star. I mean, he just got like a couple of medals around his neck on some relays, got a couple of fourth places. Um, but he's a young guy. He's in the Popovich realm, you know, like he's only, I think he just turned 20 years old. So it, in the next Olympics, he'll be 23. Uh, not too different from like a Dressel, right? He was 20 years old last time. Now he's 24. Um, Chacone went 52-3-0 in the 100 backstroke in finals. He got fourth behind a few guys that you might have heard of before. He was also a huge part of the relays for Italy, uh, splitting 57-5. know for freestyle this is a guy that's going to be on all your relays in three years all of them um so thomas chacon uh great swimming because i was impressed i mean heck all of italy to be honest with you they did an Mm. amazing job as a country
0: i did i did i'm just going to give a quick shout out to my boy brent hayden who at 38 years old let off the relay for canada in in 47.9 i mean. Came back. I mean, he had like seven, eight years off. He wasn't doing anything, you know. Um, and, and come back and and's done that. You know, big props to him. And I think he's even inspired himself to maybe kick on to for Paris now. Which he'll probably be about 41 years old by that that thing rolls around. So he'll Amazing. probably be going 46 by then. So he's a legend. Love the man.
1: All right, we got one more one more little uh, extra tidbit here. It's mm. the least favorite moment of the whole Olympics. Not men, not yeah. women, least favorite, the whole thing.
2: <coughs> least favorite. I'm going to get really specific. Um, I would have loved to have fans in the stands for that women's 4x200 freestyle relay. Uh, I think the audio would have been peaking. NBC would have had a really hard time making sure that audio was clear. Um, I mean, with Decky almost running that relay down, I mean, an insane swim that I don't think anyone really predicted. I think that relay would have been one of the loudest relays you've ever heard in your life. I'm obviously, fans in the stands would have been great for all of them. But specifically for that moment, I would have loved to have had people packed in there.
0: Nice. Good call. Yeah.
3: Sonny? Um, probably just being with Nate when the men won the 4 by one medley relay. It just <laughs> broke my heart. I thought we had it. Nate was cheering. Uh <laughs> I know, but on a more serious thing, uh, uh Duncan Scott not winning the 200 IM, uh, I, I think you saw how devastated he was after. and I, He'd come around and, and said, you know, he's going to hit puberty and win in, win in Paris. But uh, <laughs> no, I would have loved to have seen him win at 2 IM. He had the capabilities and and the, the Chinese guy was just better. He was he was great, 155 flat, and it was a great race. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen Duncan get that individual title.
0: Right. Uh, listen, my least favourite, part of the games was all the Michael Andrew hate, to be honest. Uh, mm. I think it was completely unwarranted. Um, and, and there's so many people with opinions on him in the lead up to this. So it didn't surprise me that there was just as many who had opinions while he was swimming. But, you know, to say that he wasn't successful or to say that he he wasn't swimming well, I mean, the the kid made three finals at the Olympic Games. I swam in two Olympics and only made one final. This, this guy has sw- swum in one and he's already made three finals. And then he comes back and, and swims a relay at the end and, and is part of a, a world record team. And to be honest, you know, they could have gone in a different direction if they wanted to, the U.S. coaches. They could have said, well, maybe we'll go with this guy, or this guy. They went with him. He performed, breaks the world record. But listen, apart from that, even right before that in the 53, he got fourth in the 53 to Bruno, who's... Been dying to get on the podium. Bruno only beat him by three one hundredths of a second. So listen, this kid had an amazing meet. It's unwarranted. The the hate that comes towards him and the way he handles himself, too. He's 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 straight up, he's he's um polite, he's respectful. If I had that much hate coming at me, it'd be a different story, you know. I'd react a little bit different than him. Um, he's just a good kid and doesn't deserve the hate. And listen, at the at the end of the day. He performed well. He had one swim in the IM that, you know, maybe there was just a lot of pressure there. It looked looked to me like there was a lot of pressure on him. He didn't do as well as he possibly could under that pressure. But listen, hey, you can't criticize him for that type of pressure and not performing under that pressure. But I thought he had a great meet and good for him. He's he's definitely a star of the future.
1: The thing that I love the best about Michael Andrew uh, was after taking and absorbing all this uh, hatred, he just wrote like on Instagram, like, dude, I'm too blessed to be stressed, bro. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of attitude, that's that—that's the kind of attitude that you need. Um, so I think we said it during the live show. If there's anyone that understands the pressure and the hatred, especially from the, the swim swam comments. I mean, the kid's been mm. getting this since he was 14 years old. Mm. He's lived this for almost a decade. Uh, and he continues to put himself out there in front of the whole world. Doing his vlogs, getting up on the world stage, um, he's a superhero to me. I love the guy. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Nate? Um, least favorite moment? Um, I had a couple. Uh, I think like the comment section is pretty spot on. Like, I I cannot believe you had to wear a mask when you're 20 feet away from people on a podium. It's just, uh, it's too bad for the marketing of these of these young people to try to go out and make a living in a sport where you can't make a lot of money to begin with. So, um, that was sad. Uh, and then the, I guess the other one that I was saying off, um, Mike with you, Brett was the rowdy. Hate is insane.
2: <laughs> so unnecessary.
1: <laughs> Do not tweet at me and rowdy Gaines at the same time. And tell me oh. that rowdy gains sucks.
0: Yeah. He doesn't
1: suck. He's like my hero. Uh, And what he's done, not just for the sport, but for water safety in America, is second to none, hands Mm -hmm. down, period. Uh, He's the man. Leave him alone. I love him.
0: And if you you know him personally, too, Rowdy is just a swim nerd, a swim fan to his core. I mean, just to his core. He doesn't profess to know everything there is technically about the sport. I mean, he swam in the 80s, but... I mean, he is a true fan, and he's passionate. You got to love that.
2: That's right. Yeah, and it, people also just don't understand that it's not his job to talk to us, us mm. four. It's mm-hmm. his job to talk to everyone that is trying to figure out what the hell is going on in the pool and mm-hmm. make them excited about it. We always yeah. we get in our little bubble, and we expect him to call out splits for everyone and every fifty reaction times for everyone. Dude, he just needs to be exciting. And I would challenge you to find someone that would be more excited with a headset on at the Olympic games than Rowdy games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love Rowdy games.
1: Yeah. I, I guess that. he gets, he takes a lot of crap too, from being a, an American Homer, but it's like, he's doing the American broadcast. He's an American. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're in America. So, I mean, if you want a different perspective, cause you live in Brazil, listen to the Brazilian guy. I bet you he's talking about the Brazilian guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: Anyways, Guys, it's been fun. We're uh, somewhere between 30 and an hour, so I think that's good enough for us. I got swim practice coming up, of course. That? that was it? That was it? I, I was thing. just
0: getting comfortable in this.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> that was it. Uh, th- the only thing we didn't really talk about was the, the 10Ks the last couple of days that Kyle's been tweeting in, in, in essentially for. Well, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah,
3: so I didn't, yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah get sure, into it that, no, I was going to say, I, 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 I loved lip watching the uh, tweets about the 10K. Um, I actually watched the men's one last night. It was super exciting. I, I can't believe how much content you got out of that race. I know it's almost <laughs> two hours, but like you, 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 you found exciting bits that were more exciting than the actual race, but it was a great race.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was my first time actually sitting down and not getting up, um, mm. which is, is interesting because you get to watch the race actually develop. It's like watching a movie. I mean, it's mm. two hours long. And uh, I mean, for Welbrook of, of Germany, hats off to you after getting chased down like that in the mile. Mm. He went out there like a villain and said, I'm going to go. If you want to come with me, cool, but I'm, I'm better than you guys. And he, he proved it. He did. You can't take that away from him. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, the amount of stuff that goes on with the feeding stations it's like NASCAR. It's awesome. Where did you watch it? I couldn't find it anywhere. It's just on NBC, on the app. On the app, yeah, because I,
0: yeah. I was on. I was on just regular NBC, and it wasn't
1: on.
2: Yeah, they they had a, a specific feed going for uh, uh for that on the gotcha on the NBC app. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, Richard. normally you you see like the last four hundred meters is that's the race, right? Uh, the yeah. uh, the lead pack's bunched up, and then it's a it's a race to see who who can touch the the pad. But in this instance, he was just like, "See you guys later. I'm out." And just took full control, laid his kick in. He's so long. Stroke is so gorgeous.
2: Yeah. And the other cool thing was on like lap four, I think it was, he like brought it back to the field and kind of took some backstroke strokes, kind of rolled around, long feed, and then kind of brought everybody back. And I think they were calling out the lap times, and it was like, I don't don't know exactly. It was a little bit slower. And then you could kind of tell, like, he was like, I did my work. I'm going to take a lap off. And then. Phase two is coming up, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Oh shit!" He <laughs> yeah. just took off. I mean, yeah. um, it was also cool that the women's and the men's races were so different. I was going to say that the
0: I women, the women's who won the women's race. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Brazil, baby! So first gold medal yeah. since Jesus Yellow in two thousand eight. Huge, massive for them. That's
2: right. Yeah, photo finish for a second. I mean, they couldn't have been more different. Uh, and then, I mean, hats off to Poulterneir. Also, uh, you know, coming back after I think he would probably say it was a little bit disappointing in the pool and he got out there into the open water and cranked. I mean that guy's stroke rate is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's a machine, is he? He's a good he's a good good man too. I've had him on the podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's
3: quite interesting actually like the men's podiums for the pool and the uh, the 50 the 1500 and the 10k like well Brock podiumed in the the pool, Pauchinery podium in the pool. So only the, uh, mm-hmm. the Hungarian guy didn't podium in the pool, whereas in the women's race it's like completely different kettle of fish like there's no mm. Ledicky, there's no Titmus, there's no, right. you know, Erica Sullivan. just a completely different pool of athletes, um, mm. which I thought was quite interesting. Um not much to say point. than that,
0: but yeah. 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 Good point. You need to All get guys. Bobby
3: Fink out there. Yeah. Well to be fair, <laughs> Well last 400 was Bobby Fink-esque in terms of he just it worrying. was he, he went to his legs they don't go to their legs that early in a 1500. And he yeah, was ripped away from everyone. It was a joke. Then again, he, yeah, he, had, he had like a twelve feet rate. kick
2: going.
0: Yeah, it was nuts. It was
2: nuts.
0: Yeah. All right, fun first show, guys. First live show. Uh, talking about the Olympics. I don't know what's coming up in the future, but we'll keep this thing rolling. Appreciate Bruno's
1: it. coming up in the future. Bruno's yeah. coming up very quickly.
0: Yeah, I got some. I got some good podcasts lined up. I'm pretty excited about the weekend. Actually. Uh, couple of little surprises tucked away for us uh some good things coming
1: all right make sure you subscribe to the channel to everybody's channel softwell swimsuit guy yep and uh smash the likes we like you guys we love you guys thanks so much for listening we'll see you nate's come
0: out with another awesome tool for the swimming community it's called swim nerd live and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. It has all the information you're looking for, event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. One click on any device and they're watching you swim live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more.